Welcome, heathens and witches, to the Horn and Cauldron podcast. Uh, I'm John Norgrove. This is Julie Norgrove, and uh, we're here to talk about witchy stuff. And today is an intro to protection magic. That's right. Uh, if you're new here, um, we're, we're not experts. We're just like practitioners for some time. Uh, so you know, like, be cool, bro. Uh, if you're watching us on youtube don't forget to like this video comment below share and subscribe to this channel for more uh fun stuff if you're listening to us on your podcast network don't forget to subscribe so you catch all of our newest episodes these come out every other monday uh and leave us a good review yeah, because that review. helps other people find this uh, content as well leave a bad review that's fine also but we could do that we could make a thing we're, of, we're not, of everybody no, leaving no, us not, bad reviews no we're not we don't do want that. to do that. that's, never mind that's way too much that's way too much work that worked it's, for the italian place in san francisco on yelp i don't think that's oh that's worked here. for several places it's just it's so much work man i don't i don't need that i would like to even say that i'd argue with you if you left a bad review but i'm not going to that's also just way more negative effort than i need to put forth into anything um so yeah uh, you know, check out all of our stuff. If you are into this witchy stuff, uh, join our Patreon. We have a, uh, we have a Horn and Cauldron podcast specific tier on our Patreon. Uh, so join our, uh, the Horn and Cauldron coven as we're calling it. Uh, we have a Discord, uh, like a private Discord server channel or whatever. I don't really understand how Discord works super great. So, yeah, I'm going to be an old person about Discord. Just be okay with that. Or teach me like a, like a responsible young person. You young person, you. And uh, <laughs> if young people listen. Or you I have no not fun. young person. I have, I have no clue who, who listens to this. But let me tell you, dirty behind the scenes secret. Podcasts work. I mean, we've, I know how to. We've, I know how to produce them. <laughs> I know how to put them on the thing that you are listening on, and that is the end of that hey, knowledge. Hey, hey, you're gonna scare away our three listeners. Yeah, hey, don't scare away. We can't the scare three them listeners. away. Those three listeners are, are vested. <laughs> yeah, what's up? It's hot the last couple of days. Damn, right? Because they're local. Clearly, they're just friends. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but all of our listeners are friends if they want to be. Uh, but yeah, also on our Patreon is uh, the Book of Shadows those pages i'm technically a week behind i was on vacation um literally like from everything we were out of town on vacation yeah we had a nice little beltane vacation yeah we had a little beltane vacation but so uh yeah we have we do a uh, book of shadows pages for each one of these podcasts and uh i just put thor out like the day like the day before this was recorded i finally finished that one up that was not easy to do and uh that'll give you a synopsis of the thing that we cover as well as the completed list of correspondences because we don't go over all of that because we don't have that much fucking time. Also, who wants to listen to me just read a list of things? Blue, red, green, purple, <laughs> teal, orange, white, black. I mean, literally, like that's some of them. So, what's yeah. up? And um, the other side of our Book of Shadows pages is the spells we go over, um, which, and all of these spells... Again, we're like these are spells that we wrote. This is and they're all nice and simple spells yeah. that you can usually modify in any way that you want. They're spells that work for people who are experienced practitioners as well as people who are just getting started or yeah. just wanting to learn more about witchcraft. 
and magic. So they're all nice and simple. You don't need to memorize a huge we're not, ritual. We're not doing memory stuff. That's yeah. That's, so there's that's, nothing wrong with that. But that. that this is not a the podcast is not a place for those. Tools. As someone who has thousands <laughs> and thousands of pages of ritual memorized, don't do it. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's what I'm going to say. TLDR, don't do it. Uh, re- write it in a, in a pretty book. Then you get a pretty craft book. Bam. That's right. Spell book. That's right. It's very um, But uh, yeah, so uh, definitely check that out. Check us out on Patreon. Check us out on social media. All the links, blah, 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 blah whatever. Um, you'll find us. Don't worry. It's basically Nerd Drive everywhere. So yep. just look there. Um, and uh, if you want to reach out to us or you have questions or you want to talk about it or conversations or whatever, literally hit us up anywhere on any of our social on media any channels. of the social media we've got everything that's right i'm trying to think of a thing that we don't have and that's i don't we i have all of them we also both work in social media professionally so that's part of the reason why we have everything some of them i also don't know how to use so yeah i'm not that old but that's okay i know how to use everything and i'm older than you are that's that's fair that's fair yeah <laughs> i mean listen my knowledge is more vast about more vast about shit not social media worthy <laughs> not about social media no no no. what i'm saying is is that i know a bunch of un uh, like other shit that well. doesn't have to do with social media social media is nice but some of this young person's social media um i don't really get i don't i don't get i don't get what the point is we well. have tiktoks though follow us on tiktok that's an experience so <laughs> follow uh, that is goddess jewels on tiktoks <laughs> where you get informational witchy stuff on like a fairly regular basis she puts out a bunch of fun witchy uh tiktoks um or you can follow me i'm at nerd jive on tiktok and it's mostly me dressed in tie-dye doing funny ninja things That's or right. occasionally singing and dancing so <laughs> um oh yeah and like flowers and like painting and art and just random shit. I'm a random person. But, uh, yeah, with, I guess, all of that said, we've blabbed on for, we, I have blabbed on for long enough. And, uh, let's, um, let's, uh, what the fuck is protection magic? Well, um, first of all, there's a lot that goes into protection magic. A lot of instances, a lot of things you can do, a lot of ways that you can handle it. So this one is really going to be the first of a, a of a few podcasts that we do. And we're doing them in a row. There's a lot more than um, But this is the first yeah. of a lot of podcasts yeah. on protective this, magic. So this is intro. It's like a 101, but it's not because we've all taken those 101 classes. This is like that intro to college English class that you take before you get into college when you're in high school and you're like, I don't know why I'm taking this it's the overview you need the overview and then once we're in the overview mode of everything right obviously like in here we're going to talk about each one but what we'll do later on in in future podcasts is go into the nitty-gritty of some of these like very small specific detailed things yeah um so we like to kind of bounce back and forth between like sort of broad stroke 101s or intros, and again, the intros are going to be a little bit more vague than the 101s, but they're also going to cover significantly more information yeah. within that subject line. Uh, and then we also do sort of like deep dives, and those are hyper-specific and incredibly informative. Um, I mean, they're all incredibly informative. They are all, yeah. they are all incredibly informative. Yeah. Also, I have no clue what we're going into because I don't write these. She does. So I'm just here <laughs> for commentary. That's right. Yeah. So uh, let's get, let's get started. commentary. 
malaise commentary? Yeah, malaise commentary. Oh, jeez. Okay, so protection magic is really one of the most basic forms of magic, and it really helps you to build a strong foundation on your on your journey, whatever it is that you're doing. And this, a lot of the things in this even apply to people who are not magical practitioners. So um, a lot of people post and repost and repost this meme that's like birthday candles are the original magic because you blow that out and you make a wish and the wish comes true that kind of thing hmm. and i'm not gonna say that protection I don't, magic I don't think that that's, is i don't think that that's very old the meme I... no 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 not the meme <laughs> the, the meme's yeah. 1200 years old no 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 no. i mean the like candles on a cake and you blow uh, them out i don't think that that's nearly as old as well, we think that, that protection is. magic is definitely older yeah. and i wasn't able to get into some of the origins of this because it's very far flung and not easy for me to research guys we both have day jobs yeah. so if you really enjoy this content definitely consider supporting us on patreon uh that way we can build towards making this and if you have a correction job. or question or something you want to talk about uh go to the youtube video of this podcast where you can watch our silly faces while we talk yeah and um comment there those yeah. i always generally respond to um so, yeah, let's have a conversation about yeah. protection magic. So, I would argue that the oldest, uh, <laughs> I, I would argue that older than birthday candles, but also falls within the category of what we're talking about, which is protection magic, salt over the shoulder. Um, well, because that's that's for everywhere. Far the hell is I'm <laughs> uh, It's not actually salt everywhere. over the shoulder. That's primarily a Western custom. Sure. Uh, OK. Yeah. But and but protection magic Salt off in the, the yeah don't put salt in your eye uh protection magic has some roots that just off the top of my head uh are much older than either of those things and sure. date back to the neolithic age which is somewhere between five and twenty thousand years in the past and perhaps even further back than that i yeah. just don't know off the top of my head yeah, yeah. um well, when we you talked think about, about it this as on... as people begin to form not necessarily even rituals but like as as like like normalized activities begin to form like logically you're going to get some people kind of go in like mm, I don't like that you got to put blue before red cuz well, well, you know kind of. like it's yeah. it's that thing where it's it's sort of like it like protection magic in quotes because I'm doing this on a fucking podcast Jesus uh protection magic in quotes um is is also that like old wives tale and yeah. Yeah. good or bad juju and and it's it's all that like it's honestly it's that like generic like which like does your head sleep towards the door or away from the door in your yeah. bedroom? It definitely you know has what I'm a saying? lot of like, roots it's, there. It's it's it's, sure. it's it's definitely connected to like, um, well this shit's creepy. I probably shouldn't do this no more. Uh, <laughs> you know, well, or or like it's less creepy if I'm holding this thing. Maybe this thing pr pr protects me from creepiness. <laughs> You know, you know what I'm saying? Well, like, off the top of my head, using uh, something like symbols or sigils for protection magic dates back tens of thousands of years. And we talked about this a little bit in our Imbolc podcast, although I didn't go into depth in it. There are these, like... Um, burial mounds that they have in various parts of Europe that are oriented so that the light shines in to, you know, in this hall of this burial mound on at a certain time of day, at a certain time of year. And many of these are inscribed with sigils and symbols that, yeah, it's the vampires, uh, that are associated with protection 
later on because we d obviously yeah, don't sure. have any recorded history that old this is the best we've got yeah. so there are certainly yes. hints that protection magic goes back very very far so um it's uh, it's definitely more, it's definitely older than birthday candles on a birthday cake. Yeah. Uh, not to take anything away from that meme, it's funny, and I, and I grin every time. Yeah. But, um, Although, uh, you know, I, I, I would rather fancy the idea of, like, uh, Neolithic people hunched over, like, a pile of acorns and some shit trying to blow out a stick on fire. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, fuck a birthday cake, put a, put a stick in a steak and set that shit on fire. Uh, <laughs> we can make that happen. Yeah, we yeah, we happen. can. Yeah. So before we talk about the various forms of protection magic, which are like objects and amulets, uh, cleansing and shielding, first I want to talk a little bit about the evil eye, which is very coincidental because somebody on my TikTok commented on a video yesterday or the day before asking if anyone can do the evil eye. And I was like, oh, perfect timing. We're doing this podcast. Um, so the evil eye is not necessarily a curse or a hex. Uh, sure. The evil eye can be can also be cast by anyone. It doesn't have to be somebody who's a witch well, yeah. uh, or any other form of, of, of sorcerer. Quote evil eye TM is just the term that we are using and that often people use for like a, a whole cross section of oh, shit. Oh, absolutely, right? absolutely. Like, like think the way the way that I want you to think of evil eye is, and the reason why I'm saying this is because like some people are gonna have different opinions about evil eye and what is and what isn't and all this. Uh, evil eye, like TM, evil eye, the the branded name evil eye, you know, incorporated <laughs> as it were, right? Uh, is like sort of an overarching statement. With, with regard to what we're talking about here, yeah, right, ex exactly. We're, we're, we're not talking. A, we're not talking about like the very specific thing that. Uh, and, and the reason why I'm saying this is because I know like some practices, it's like, well, you know, there's there's curses and there's hexes, but then evil eye is something different. And I'm not saying that that they're right or wrong. That's not at all what's happening. It, honestly, it's it's like that if that's what the evil Everyone's eye is to you, definition that's what the evil eye is to you. We're, we're using the evil eye in its like copyright free available for commercial use <laughs> like knockoff generic evil eye phrasing we're not using evil eye tm um so to put it in that way <laughs> right to, to break it down and to simplify what it is that you said basically the evil eye is when someone or something uh as in a, like an entity of some sort projects its negative energy out into the universe and that can be uh, directed at a person or a place even uh or a thing sometimes uh but sometimes it's just loose energy floating about and it's even possible for you to cast a form of of the evil eye upon yourself. So, like, if you're sit, if you're around a really negative person, you can feel the bad vibrations. And um, you know, some people are more or less sensitive Sh to shitty, this. Shitty people are shitty. Don't. Yeah. Don't. Don't. Well, be and that's just not people that are people. bad people. That's just oh, somebody. I didn't say bad people. Like, I said shitty people. E-worrying around. 
so, you know, you can feel those ba bad vibrations and people that are more sensitive to that sort of thing can definitely sort of not only feel them, but sort of accidentally have them attach onto themselves. It can be hard to shake Be deleteriously loose. affected by it. Also, Eeyore isn't a shitty person. I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> Eeyore was my favorite character from that show because that guy was a depressing realist and... I, I don't really know that, that I had a favorite character. Yeah, it was definitely Eeyore. Of that show. Or Rue. Rue was kind of sassy sometimes. Oh, maybe. But it was it was definitely Eeyore. I'm guessing it was either Pooh or Piglet was probably mm. my favorite. But I was I was more of a Dr. Seuss person. So, oh, yeah. Certainly, yeah. yes. So, uh, another <laughs> of example of the evil eye is, uh, you know, if you don't like someone, you're thinking about how much you don't like them, and then something some sort of misfortune befalls them. It could be as simple as like tripping, you know, and like almost falling, or it can be more serious. Uh, and, and that can be a form of evil eye. So you may not even realize that you're pushing that energy out there. You're just so in that zone of being angry and upset and negative about this particular situation or person that you're just sort of coloring the world around it. Uh, yeah. And places can also be affected by the evil eye. Places so there can are, also have eyeballs. of course, haunted places, but like, guys, who wants to go to the DMV? Like, I'm yeah. not working on my stand-up routine here or anything, but like, seriously, if you want to tell me that the that the DMV is not affected by the evil eye, y'all are wrong because everything inside of that place is awful. And no one <laughs> wants to go and everyone hates it and it only makes it worse. Now, this yeah. is not to say that we should be good vibes all the time right this is not this is not a this is not a positive vibrations let's raise the energy place. kind of talk yeah, you could be is, positive this is not that place this is definitely also not be that negative talk. also oh negative just you know whatever give us your blood uh <laughs> so so the evil eye effect and and protection magic really Please sort don't, of by the way. I don't want that. That's gross. Yeah. <laughs> really sorry, sort that of joke. work hand in hand. Yeah, don't send us your blood. It's creepy. For the love of God. Uh, no. Protection magic is used to Saints not only beside. ward off the evil eye, but to also protect people from negative energy as well as make it harder for people to become affected by the evil eye. So when we talk about when we talk about these things in protection magic, we will probably switch in between the terms evil eye and curse and hex and negative energy. To us, it's basically all the same thing. Yeah, it's sort of it's sort of all the same thing. I, I mean, the, the thing is, man, is that like everybody's going to have a kind of different interpretation of of like whatever negative vibes or whatever, right? And like, it's cool whether you are or are not like negatively vibing at a time right but the important part is the awareness of it right yeah it, there are some times when you are in a situation or a location and you're feeling blue and maybe or down or evil eyed or hexed or something bad is happening or whatever right maybe it's the place maybe it's maybe it's you maybe it's neither of those things and there just happens to be like like a dense cumulonimbus cloud of evil eyes uh passing over but also you know, maybe like, you're like, just having yeah, an think, off think day. of it think of it like weather like it's not nobody nobody knows what what's going on with the weather it's all a crapshoot <laughs> yes <laughs> right that's that's what i'm saying it's like it's like you can go into a place and and like if if you're if you're dolled up to the nines with 
like salts and crystals and the things that we're gonna go over and you're all protected up and you go into like a dentist's office and you have a bad like relationship with dentistry or something like that then you have a bad relationship with dentistry that has nothing yeah. this dentist isn't cursed they're not coming at you right it's just that like the sound of that high-pitched whiny drill kind of sends your body in to get the fuck out of this place well and similar to <laughs> that know? not so, everything that's bad that happens to you indicates that you're cursed or hexed yeah. or sometimes you just trip as a solid example sometimes... i stub my toes like at least twice a day <laughs> The fact that I don't have broken toes is a I mean, but like maybe, truly maybe, a power. But like maybe you're cursed for that. I mean, uh, maybe <laughs> I have no bloody clue. I'll tell you what, my whole family has a superpower. Let me tell you about my family's superpower. If you are sewing and you drop a needle, it does not matter how hard you try, we will find that needle better than you with our feet. That's just how this works. It's, In it's fact, so true. one time whilst shooting a podcast, and we have been I've been in this space near where we are for sitting in the podcast. For a while getting everything set up and I'm sitting here and we're sitting and I like moved my foot and I'm just like there's something there and I like kind of dipped out of frame and dipped back into frame bloody pin. Yeah, a sewing pin. I hadn't yeah. sewn in like two weeks. And she hadn't sewn in like forever. It's apparently had been there. Nobody's getting to, it's like a main path right next to me right now. Yeah. It, it's it's just it's a Norgro yeah. family superpower. So we we find needles. <laughs> so it's like sometimes it, it it sometimes it feels like a curse and sometimes it's not. So and sometimes but sometimes it just is. happen. Yeah, but and sometimes even protection not. magic cannot save you from that. And just yeah. as a full disclosure for our theoretical lawyers, um, none of these things are meant to take place of common sense or other protective measures that you uh, may take. Yeah, actual medical <laughs> safety, actual physical safety, yeah. actual psychological safety. If you are feeling down and out, um, talk, talk to a professional. Yeah. We, and I cannot stress this enough, are two assholes in front of a camera with a laptop. Uh, several laptops. Like, there's a bunch of laptops in this house. But still, we are just yeah. two assholes in front of a camera. So, like, take it with a grain of salt. But also, like, if you got cholesterol problems, don't do that salt. So, like, let's be, <laughs> let's be smart about it, right? At a certain point in time, like, like, amulets and warding spells and sigils aren't going to protect you from, like, actually tripping over something. That's right. Right? Like, right. I'm not, I'm not giving you the power of flight. I'm giving you the protection from that evil eye shit sometimes. Yeah. Vaguely. So, with all of that squirreling, uh, let's get into it. So, yeah. we're first going to talk about objects. First object, um, squirrels. First object, squirrels. I mean, I guess it could be a squirrel. Um, so <laughs> objects include, but are certainly not limited by any of these categories. There are, again, protection magic is so widely varied and so ancient and so old and so Most inherent in now. our society that um, that there's really like there's really no limit. So amulets and jewelry. So uh, a common a common form of protection magic is to wear crosses um, or other religious symbols. And crosses are not necessarily just for those who follow the Christian faith or other Abrahamic religions, but crosses uh, are a very, very old symbol of protection yeah. in our um, in our entire species. Uh, <clears throat> but they've kind of changed over time, so yeah. that's not necessarily a bad thing there. But um, other religious symbols are used 
have been used historically to partially identify yourself as being from that faith or partaking in that faith yep, in some yep. way, but also to um, to give protection. So, like, think of it as, like, you know, in a, in a movie, there's this person and they're being accosted by, like, a vampire or a demon or whatever the evil thing is, and they, like, hold up a cross to scare away the entity. That's a protective thing. The cross is a protective symbol in that manner. Yeah, um, but it's a protective symbol in that manner because the person is accepting it, it be. believing it as the protective symbol, right? So you've got you've got you've got your crosses. <laughs> Come to my shop. You've got your crosses. We've got your Mjolnirs. We've got your pieces of iron. We got your iron nails, right? Iron nails. Yeah. Very standard. We got your horseshoes above the door. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Amulets and jewelry are like. Yeah. Literally as infinite as you can possibly think. I mean, Absolutely. think about like a worry stone, which can be used to protect people from like dread and worry, right? Uh, like hagstone necklaces is Absolutely. obviously super common. Iron for when you're like uh, uh, combating fey folk based stuff yeah. or like magical stuff in the like Celtic space has a lot of places do, but those are the ones that I know best about with regard to uh, iron being antithetical to magic. Um, lodestones, mm -hmm. uh, certain colored crystals, all, all that sort of stuff, right? As well as like the standard issue, like cross or or star of David or pentagram. Or pentagram. Or, or those, the little, like, oval-shaped pendants that got, like, a saint stamped on them. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so or any of that stuff. In fact, I have a... Uh, 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 you have, like, a little jar of a, blessed water. I've got, yeah, a jar of blessed water from a Virgin Mary fountain when I went into France. And then I got a, a, a what you call it, rosary made from uh, wood in oh, Jerusalem. Yeah, yeah. That like monk rosary that yeah. I have. So yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. So it's 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 a, a lot of when you think of like amulets and jewelry, a lot of it's going to be about the stuff that like you believe has power. Yeah. Yeah, and it, right? it doesn't have to be jewelry, but it can also just be iconography of, of saints or uh, religious leaders or other entities. So Mjolnir, um, you know, having a pendant that's, the you know, St. Francis of Assisi or Virgin yeah. Mary, yeah. Well, um, or even angels. Know, symbols representing animals, yeah, symbols. I don't know if that's uh, on camera or not, but she has an onk on her shoulder. And an uh, eye of Horus. My arms and hands are literally covered with, like, Norse tattoos. So, yeah, like, yeah. Norse so, stuff. So, you know, it can even, yeah, it can even break down into, tattoos so yeah, any totally. of that sort of iconography can be used as a protective symbol uh, but also heirlooms and this one is is less of a it historically we have found but more of a evolution of 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 wealth and of style and of the ability to have things. So right now, jewelry is pretty cheap and you can get it basically anywhere. By relative anywhere. comparison to history, it's, yeah. it's expensive. Yeah. So we understand good that. Good quality we see jewelry can be very expensive. And especially in in the past, it was a lot more expensive relative to income. And you didn't have, you know, just these like cheap knockoff things that you could buy super cheap from websites that we will not name yeah. uh, or countries those that dope, we will not name. Those dope um, real like yeah. meteorite. So, so in the past, so jewelry pricey. was not only more expensive, but also harder to come by because you you had to have a lot more skill to be able to make jewelry, you know, especially before the Industrial Revolution. You had to have a guy, or yeah. a lady, I guess, um, make this jewelry yeah. themselves. So yeah. you're really looking at, in the olden times, it was very craftspeople sort of thing. So yeah. while, you know, it is very common when you watch things or when you read things that take 
that uh, take a historical bent that they talk about you know people being dripped in jewels and stuff like that that may be true for people who were on the higher echelons of society or perhaps people who were affiliated with the church um, in certain cultures but that is not your everyday person your everyday person had had only a few items of yeah. jewelry. They had only a few pairs of clothes. Just, just think about so, just think of something as as simple and unobtrusive as a gold ring. Is yeah. not easy to make pre. You have an electricity and and like yeah, modern yeah. high speed yeah. tools and shit. So trust uh, me, I do a lot of hand woodwork <laughs> yeah. uh, and like leather work and stonework, and it takes forever exactly to carve yeah. a bloody rock so passing on jewelry items to future generations was not only to um keep the wealth in the family yeah. uh but also to remember the deceased loved one to carry on traditions of the past yeah. and is in some also... cultures to bless a transition into yeah. the future right i mean the idea that like you're gonna want you you want to wear your grandma's ring or or your great like is is one side of it which is where like you you want to honor your grandmother but on the other side there's also if your grandmother presents you with your ring for a lack of better words this is the common trope right your grandmother presents you with a ring that's that's an honor bestowed on you to have that ring that your grandmother gave you or something like that or like in the norse tradition right uh 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 the honor of of giving giving a family sword over to a spouse um or 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 bringing a sword into a family or or a weapon then for the Norse I mean jewelry weaponry they, they were both incredibly um important expensive and rare and, and, important. and, and, and yeah. yeah and expensive because I mean like uh like like start your barbecue with charcoal and then heat a rock that's made of iron and hammer it into a sword. That's a lot of craft and a lot of skill and a <laughs> yeah. lot of time. And I mean, like, you you have to be able to literally pick up a rock and tell the fucking iron content relative to its carbon content. Like, these these are crafts, right? Yeah. So, so the, I mean, the heirlooms have power insofar yeah. as they represent not only the effort of the crafter, but the will and efforts that were... That have the family has undertook to keep that thing special. Well, in in many ways, you know what I mean. Passing on heirlooms like that is a mild form of ancestor worship, as well as an extension of spiritual protection it's, from them. It certainly can be. Uh, yes, you know, yes. so it's a really interesting way to think about heirlooms um, coming down in the family. Uh, people. All right, we're back. Go. <laughs> so, um, you know, really like. Heirlooms are a lot less common now than they were like a hundred years ago. Yeah. Uh, so having an heirloom or something like that is really What's the cool. protective power of the heirloom of debt? Uh, yeah, right. That's the millennial problem. Yeah. The heirloom of debt. Uh, it hashtag sad financing. With you. So um, yeah, heirlooms are a, a fairly interesting side of protection magic that you can't that you don't necessarily even have to participate in. But I think it's a pretty cool observation and thought behind. So um, next are wards. So wards are um, basically anything that is warding off evil or the evil it's the, or curses it's the or hexes. kid that you're raising because you beat up his dad and now you get to raise his kid in old timey ways to no. protect no, to protect your your kingdom right no, it's King, not that kind of war king of the north or whatever the fuck you know what i'm talking <laughs> about right you, you know wards it's not that kind of ward yeah wards so, of the state like like kids that we got to take care no, of it's also a not that no? kind of okay. ward 
It's like horseshoes. Like if they're really low, they're like these giant wrestler guys on AEW? No. No. Yeah, that's a Ward Low joke. That was that was yeah, good. That's good. <laughs> but he's it's not really good at tall. all. I know, but um, it's, his last name is Ward Low. Damn, I'm working with what I got. Damn. Low. I'm not even. I'm not even gonna give. I'm not even gonna. It give was already to given. You. Don't worry. You didn't even do psychiatric wards. So wards uh, are most commonly <laughs> like uh, horseshoes or uh, iron and and things like that. Uh, four leaf clovers are commonly for luck, but also as a protective. Well, it's a charm. ward against bad luck insofar as it's giving you good luck, right? Exactly. Again, this is one of those perspective things. Uh, you're gonna get you to listening to me talk circularly like this it's a physics thing it's because i apply quantum mechanics to real life shit that it doesn't apply to um but it, it's it's sort of like one direction or another it depends on where you're approaching it from mm -hmm. uh four leaf clovers um if you have like a thing a uh, bloody like i know i got a bunch of them here like uh, challenge coin style things if you keep them in your wallet you would consider that a ward yeah um or um, any of that kind of like, like. I have a keychain that my dad gave to me. Yeah. Uh, that had a key to his it's two storage things. It's unit. Heirlooms and wards. Yeah. It's, it's uh, well, it was a key to his storage unit, and I just kept it. He's been. Yeah, uh, I keep a I keep a challenge coin in my wallet and a uh, patch from something or something All i don't remember now yeah so <laughs> it's a big wallet, words so can also be like lost. you know um somebody has a a cross or another religious symbol hanging up in their house that can be a ward yep. uh you know even um like other types of spiritual icons or statuary yeah. um art and statues much like jewelry are another way to provide protection and some of the most common ways that you see this is not Carry only with like 14 foot statue i mean you could do that if you wanted that's a bit extreme uh, but to yes. each his own i'm not gonna not gonna not gonna magic shame you uh, <laughs> some of the more um interesting ways that you can think about um wards are like gargoyles gargoyles were created to protect the buildings and the occupants yep. of the buildings so. to guard against the oils uh, you know, guardrails. Yes, yes. Same thing for like lions on gateways. These are primo dad jokes, guys. No, I'm not going to give it to you. Gargoyles? You're not giving me no. gargoyles? That shit is hilarious. That's the no, best dad joke no, I've made gonna, in like a decade. I'm not going to I'm not gonna do that. You had, you had a funnier dad joke the other day. That's Get, not true. Up. I do not believe So that. another thing that was originally used as a protective ward that has sort of morphed into something else now is garden gnomes. Yeah. So garden gnomes date back to the Middle Ages and creepy, they were initially statuary used as wards to um, essentially uh, make peace with and placate as well as uh, ward off evil of the fey folk. Yep. Uh, so that is another thing. Nothing says stay out of my ward. garden like a weird ceramic effigy of yourself pooping on a car symbol or something. You know? Okay, that's very specific. Uh, have you not seen that garden wand gnome? I, I Every have, car I have, symbol you can think of. We almost bought some garden gnomes recently. Yeah, those were um, dope. Dios, were, Dios de really los Muertos. But instead, ones. we bought metal flowers. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, another thing that you can commonly use to ward off uh, or, you know, employ protection from magic is sigils. So, um, a sigil or a symbol can really be just about anything. So, we've talked about some of those already. Crosses and 
other religious we, symbols. We will do a whole podcast uh, just on stitches. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there's also some that are a little bit less known, but still common, like a Vejvasir and Ejjamir, which are um, from the Norse tradition and yeah. are protective and good luck yeah. and, you know, that those sort of thing. John both, has those as tattoos on yep. both of his wrists. Yep. Vigs Vajir uh, and Ejjamir. Yeah. E even things like, a, like the Ankh and the Eye of Horus, which are tattoos that I have, yeah. um, are meant to protect. Yeah. Uh, but a, t a sigil doesn't have to be a tattoo. They can be just about anything. Uh, and they can be displayed in plain sight. They can be hidden inside or underneath or behind objects. Yeah. As well as you can create your own sigils, which again, we'll talk about in a future podcast yeah, we'll, when we we'll, talk we'll, about we'll, sigils We'll do a future podcast on, on sigils. But yeah, there's sort of the, the, the two ways to look at sigils, right? There's the sigils, what with somebody else did and you're like, I want to participate in this. Whether that is paying somebody to design a sigil for you or, um, you know, using something with some sort of historical significance like a Vigzrazir or an Eggjalmir or a cross or an Ankh or a, or a Star of David or a bloody... There's so many. I can't even... There's so many. Yeah. Right? Um, but you can also make your own sigils, right? At whether you're following... A practice like uh, stave, rune stave making, which there's a bunch of different like uh, esoteric practices yeah. with regard to that, or you can just do something yourself as long as you sort of, as long as it makes sense to you. Yeah, as long it as it makes sense to you and it matters to you, to you that's, that's what's important. That's yeah. important. Yeah. Again, I yeah. also have those on tattooed on me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of tattoos. Uh, so. Uh, after sigils, really, we have crystals and herbs, so you can keep these on your person, uh, in your home, in your car, wherever it is that you want to put in your backpack, in your purse. You yep. Don't put it in your shoe. That'll probably give you a blister. Yep. Um, this is what I'm going to say. The people who understand what I'm about ready to say know what I'm talking about. The people who don't, don't look into it, but heed it anyway. Crystals and shit stay outside of the body. That's it. Just keep them on the outside. If you're reading some shit about crystals being on the inside of the body, don't do it. Yeah, it's probably Just not good for you. Don't. They're not uh, right. Yeah. So you're not a doctor. Um, you know yeah. what I'm talking about, but it had to be said. <laughs> if we're talking about crystals and sigils that you're wearing with you, put on a fucking necklace. Don't put it inside of you. Yeah, That's also think twice before putting it in your water. Uh, we've talked about that in other oh, podcasts. In addition to yeah, general fuck. protection, there are many herbs and crystals that are specific in their protective abilities. For instance, some herbs or sigils are, or, uh, herbs or crystals are for travel over water, like a moonstone mm -hmm. is uh, protective for water travel, uh, or nightmares or psychic attacks or stuff like that. So there's all kinds of different deviations of what things are protective by and the list is so long as to be it would probably take me an hour yeah. to read all of maybe those one, things maybe one day uh, maybe maybe one day we make a I don't god man I don't know we would have to make like a whole bloody website just for all of the like interconnected yeah. like like correspondences and their associations and how they connect and all this I I need I need I to have do a very intense google sheet Yes, and it's 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 very long, and this is what I'm gonna say. Excel isn't good enough for that. No. I need to I need to write like a fucking proper database, and I can yeah. do it. I know how to do yeah. databases, but, but that is a task so for another work. time. I don't have it's time a lot for that. of work, yeah. and I'm always adding to it, so it's not like it's done. Yeah. So um and. and 
four protection things. You can take all of the things that we've named above. You can take amulets, you can take jewelry, you can take iconography, you can take wards, you can take crystals and herbs and sigils, and you can put those into jars or sachets that are for protective qualities. Yep. So um, these can be hidden uh, or they can be in plain sight. Um, when they're hidden, they're most often hidden in a home somewhere, perhaps in a cabinet, under a mattress, in a like under the bed, yeah. uh, in Step a drawer, two, put it in a box. Um, or buried in your land uh, is another common one. Uh, you often hear about jars or sachets that have been uncovered when homes are renovated and they open up walls yeah. or dig up things uh, for a variety of different reasons yeah. on the land. Yeah. It is not necessarily a good idea or a bad idea to bury something like that in your land, but please keep in mind that if you are putting something in your home Somewhere uh, or on your land, you will probably forget about it. Yeah. Uh, and put biodegradable those, shit in the ground. Yeah. Those the contents of these jars may not be great for or the mark where it is. Or as well as they might not be great to just keep in a cupboard because you might forget what it is, or it's possible that the jar could. Uh, I don't want to say explode, but it's, it can a hundred percent explode. Absolutely you made, explode. You made a dope, you made I... a dope jar spell in the dead of winter, yeah. and you put it in your cabinet. Come July, there's a good chance that thing's gonna fucking blow up. Bro. Yeah, I have definitely like, had jar spells just gas off and sort of as <laughs> as, as a brewer. Uh, uh, one of my eight bajillion hobbies, um, bottles can just explode. You just have to accept that as reality. Uh, glass yeah. sometimes gets all detonate-y. Yeah, so these jar spells and sachets can be simple, they can be complex, they can be small, they can right. be large, they can be like whatever it is that you want them to be. That is the beauty of them. They are so, so versatile and so, you know, customizable to yeah, what it is that totally. you want and what you're doing that you basically do anything. So uh, that's about it for objects. Um, now we have a we have several protective objects within our house. Uh, we have a couple of pentagrams. We have one in the kitchen, and we have several pentagrams in the house. We have yeah. one um, like that's some, made of wheat. We've got some like straw stuff. We we've got, got brooms. several brooms. We have eight quadrillion tons of dried flowers. We have a lot of crystals and herbs. So many fucking crystals, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we so also have iconography of statues, and you have several Mjolnirs, and I have a lot of jewelry. I got axes all over the place. For me, that... And, and, and speaking of, of, of protective objects and wards and such like that, uh, with regard to my particular bend of practice uh i keep axes and swords and spears and shit around yeah. the house not like in dangerous ways we have dogs and friends over um uh but, but like in like nice places in fact like next to my altar i have like swords hung up like yeah. artistically <laughs> um but yeah so it's one of those things where and it's funny because we we, we talked about this uh, when we first bought this place, we were sort of, we were sort of like, oh man, like what can we do? Uh, yeah, I remember you asked this. You're like, what what can we do uh, decoratively that that's gonna make this feel like those like elaborately decorated witchy houses that you see in like modern film and and guys, like, comic we're, books and we're and, pretty there and and, yeah. and all this kind of stuff and and. 
you know, you know, and I'll, I'll tell all of you guys the same thing that I, that I, I told Julie, which is that that shit doesn't happen because a lady with a magazine ordered some stuff online. We definitely did not get this stuff on Wayfair. No, that's what I'm saying, <laughs> right? Yeah, like it's not no, no shade, zero shade by the by. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. but it's like it's like it's like. And it's the same thing with the altar. This altar space, which is behind us, that currently has the Lego space station that you're looking at. What's up, nerds? As well uh, as my Beltane flower. Um, but if you're watching on YouTube, if yeah, you're if not, you're watching, if you're not watching on YouTube, I'm talking about shit that's crazy. So don't worry about it. But um, like our altar space has changed locations three times in this house over yep. the how long have we owned this house five years five years yeah it's t it's changed three times over the last five years where we have our altars and with each change it's only gotten bigger uh, yeah well that's a separate and distinct <laughs> issue right i live life moss dog but but also it very frequently changes in like style and design and layout i mean really the only thing that hasn't changed is like like that's always been your side and this has always been my side yeah of the altar the one that's in the house this iteration yeah um because when you think about it uh outside the outside it's ones it's flipped yeah i'm on the far side and you're on the near side yeah um but uh like yeah it's it's one of those things where like that stuff the, the you can make a spell jar, and you can make a sachet, and you can, you can have iconography and wards and amulets and jewelry and crystals and all, and all this kind of stuff. Uh, but also, you don't have to have 100% of it right now. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Have 100% of what you can have right now, certainly, if that's what you're going for. Right? Um, but it's it's the idea of, and I like to uh, like connect a bunch of things to walking on the beach and finding pretty rocks. Um if you're walking on the beach with the singular intent of finding pretty rocks, one, you're not going to find as many, and two, uh, th that's kind of like vaguely not cool, right? But if you walk on the beach and you find a pretty rock, well, that's just part of the journey, yeah. right? Yeah. And 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 those are those differences. It's like, like walk on the beach, find your pretty rock, walk in the woods, find your pretty stick, uh, and, and add to your collection. And over time, you'll build... A place where, uh, man, we've got like five holidays worth of stuff hung up in this house. Probably, yeah. Yeah, on top of like a bunch of my art, which is weird and eclectic. Well, and like a bunch house. of like living, <laughs> like like real shit that we're doing, but also like you know. Every time we get and we get flowers frequently, every time we get new flowers, we dry some of them. Yeah. And yeah. we have a bunch of plants and we have yeah. a bunch of we we were we were building the vibe that this house has. One day we'll do a Yeah, tour and, and of the really house right now our house is, you know, when you see that meme and it's like, Oh, when I grow up I wanna live in a creepy cottage in the woods with all Fuck, my animals yeah, and plants. That's so true. That is actually our life. Yeah. Uh only we work day jobs that are very technological. So uh, <laughs> We pay Moving for so on. much internet. We do. Uh. Moving on, uh, the next type of uh, protection magic we're going to talk about is cleansing. And not everybody would think that this is that cleansing is necessarily tied to protection magic, but really, when you think about it, it is. Yeah. Because cleansing um, not only takes away any negative energy or evil eye or curse or hex or whatever the thing is, uh, but it also makes it harder for that stuff to latch on and to stick to that person, that place, that object, mm -hmm. that uh, that thing. 
So cleansing is definitely a part of protection magic, and really it is something that you should probably employ at least on the fairly regular for yourself uh, and your magical practice. So just kind of keep you on the level and not super scattered, um, which is a great segue into the first item, which is water, because we cleanse our bodies with water. Why not? Why not use that cleansing? <laughs> the cleansing power of lava. Oh, gross. Um, so we, <laughs> I mean, I so, keep the water pretty bloody so, hot when I take a shower. Uh, so it's you gross. can definitely use water to not only cleanse yourself as a person with, um, you know, like cleansing baths and showers yeah. and stuff like that. You can, you can put stuff in baths if you're not a bath person or you don't have the opportunity to bath, then you can put stuff in a shower also. Absolutely. Same, absolutely. same. Uh, but you should definitely be careful when using um, water to cleanse objects or to bring objects into a cleansing bath or shower because some objects uh, can be damaged or have chemical reactions or can yeah. be toxic when placed in water. Don't, don't so, wash your salt lamps. Yeah, oh. don't wash your salt lamps. <laughs> And don't bring <coughs> your malachite into your bath. It is toxic. Yeah. Um, so, but you can use enchanted water to help, uh, in, a, in addition to regular water, to help cleanse things. Yeah, and water maybe, has always been associated with, like, a cleansing type uh, thing, obviously, I mean, as we have to cleanse our bodies and we cleanse our clothing. And, and there's, there's sort of, like, you can have like water and and bless it or enchant it or in, in, imbue it with some stuff and then use that to cleanse a thing that you have. Um, at the same time, you have to take a shower frequently or if you don't, please do. Um, <laughs> or whatever. Hygiene. But, uh, yeah, bloody hashtag hygiene. But um, like you can turn it, this is that like you can make a big deal and then have special water for a special task and you can also take a regular task like cleansing your body and like offer you know like like uh, offer up a prayer or or uh, an intention or whatever or while you're or visualize or, or whatever yeah. like you can make your standard hygienic bathing routine a uh, little hashtag magical bro yeah yeah why not that's you know? basically it. Now, um, yeah, seriously. Plus, like, it's gonna be a little bit more enjoyable, as well as like you're gonna smell dope afterwards if you use a lot of herbs and stuff. Yeah, such. and you're gonna feel great too. Yeah. So you can also use water to symbolically cleanse things rather than using it to physically cleanse things. This is particularly nice with things on your altar, where you have a vessel that has your blessed water, and you place the object that you wish to cleanse near or around you tell this me I didn't thing. need to add water to cleanse the altar when I like flooded the Christmas tree fucking that happened more than once let's not talk about fucking that fucking covered the altar in water right uh, before we shot the Yule podcast too so yeah, uh, the next most common form of cleansing is smoke cleansing yeah. uh, and sometimes smoke cleansing is called smudging even though smudging is a very specific ritual that oh, most smudging's people, a specific type well, of smoke cleansing well smudging is a very specific ritual that most people are not actually performing because of the things that you do when you're smudging uh, when they're using the word really using the word smudging and using the term smoke cleansing is a lot like using the term jacuzzis and hot tubs yeah yeah well certainly yeah of course uh, smudging has specificity where within one chooses to allow it to have specificity absolutely right absolutely um so yeah smoke cleansing is um 
I'm, I'm like I feel like the most obvious version of that is probably incense. Actually, and then the second yeah. most obvious would be that wad of leaves. What with you set on yeah, fire and you leaves, blow yeah. out and you so. saging things. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we so. we use we actually make our own. Yes, and and use those out of materials sourced from yeah, our, so sourced on our property on our property yeah. or from people that we know that are growing them. Like my mom grows lavender. Yeah, we can't get lavender to grow here because we live literally in the middle of the woods, yeah. underneath it's a dense canopy light. of trees. Yeah, so um, <laughs> smoke smoke cleansing can be done with a variety of herbs uh, and even incense. Again, please be careful to make sure that if you are burning something, you are not burning down something that should not be burnt. Yeah. as well as some herbs are are toxic when they are burnt. So please, please do not burn things that should not be burnt. Yeah. Um, well, fire safety, be safe with fire. Uh, literally all safety, don't do things that are poisonous to you. Yeah. Also, comma, if you have pets, make sure you're not doing something that like you're fine with, but is gonna be deleterious to your pets. We have house pigeons. Um, so that's something that we have to as think well about. as dogs. Uh, oh, we also have dogs. Yeah. They're fine. But uh, Bordis is Bordis. But um, <laughs> that's the turtle. Don't worry. He's a tortoise. It's the same animal. No, it is not. <laughs> it is not. Yeah. I'm. I'm it yeah. is not the same. Water, uh, tortoise, so... land, turtle. Oh, jeez. So, <laughs> so uh, smoke say. cleansing <laughs> can be done with a lot of different things. No question. But What's the turtle of the sky. Oh, I don't know. Uh, so it is usually done by passing an item through the smoke or by blowing smoke on it. Now you do a, you do the smoke cleansing in the house. Not that I can't or won't, but you yeah. primarily are the one who does that. Yes, so yeah. how do you do so cleansing? so generally when I do the smoke cleansing in the house, we have these look at this. I got props. If you're listening to this, I apologize that you can't see the props, but that's how sound works. Uh, I'm not a wizard. If you can't Harry. see it, it is a smudge, or a, not a smudge stick. See, I just did it. Yeah. Uh, it is a um, herb bundle made of bay and lavender and redwood. Yeah, these are, yeah. these are like, but like young redwood. So it's not the like older growth redwood. It's the, we live in a redwood forest. Like, literally, that's the primary culprit to our darkness is the surrounding of redwood trees. Uh, so, um, so when you get the, like, shoots, the young shoots, and they have, like, the much, like, greener, uh, arguably pointier leaves, um, <laughs> uh, needles, things. But, uh, yeah, and so I just, I use, like, a 100% natural cotton thread, and I just sort of, like, gather it all in a hand. Um, when you're working with stuff that's pointy, it's quite pointy, so be careful. Uh, and then just wrap it in a twine and let those dry and age together. I hang them. Um, Ow. It's yeah, pokey. it's very, it's quite pointy. Yeah, <laughs> it's very no, sharp. No, it's it's quite pointy. Yeah, yeah, that's the the young redwood is like way stabbier, um, which is whatever. But yeah, the young redwood's way stabbier, but it's like way more effervescent and. Um, we have to cull it anyway because we don't need like one tree to turn into 12 trees. Forest management. Uh, forest management. Seriously, it's very important. Um, in California, it's yeah, very important. Yeah, it's very important. But I hang them near our wood burning stove to dry, although you can literally hang them anywhere that isn't like a cold, damp place. Um, we dry our flowers in the kitchen. Uh, kitchens generally have good lighting, natural lighting, um, or like under a patio. I've dried flowers in the patio and stuff also. But uh, we just dry it, and then I light it with a to with a torch with a um, 
I use a butane torch or a lighter, but I light it with a torch and then just blow it out so it's smoldery. And then um, you can use either a fan or just blow on it. I blow on it more often than not. Um, I, I don't really have a reason for that. It's not that we don't have like a bajillion fans. Yeah. But, but uh, I blow. I just blow on it to fill a space. I think it's because I have more control that way, and I just sort of like move in, like move throughout the house one space at a time, and just sort of like logically, it's like all right, we're gonna go to the bedroom, and then we're gonna go into the storage room, and then we're gonna go into the kitchen, and then we're gonna go into the bathroom, and then we're gonna do the the living room. We're gonna do the outside deck area. All right. Well, all right, and then that's good. And then I just set that down in again a fire safe location and manner and uh let it sort of burn out so it's sort of like wandering around with an incense for a lack of better words but with a bit more intention um and the fact that i made it myself out of like local shit that we yeah. have to do we have to basically cull anyway to be like fire safe in our area so i just when i pull it i save it and i work with it um in a sort of give back way to sort of like not just waste nature although we don't have like a green bin uh everything goes to be turned back into soil because i garden for yeah like, either through the compost ferociously or uh, through the literally chickens. every time i go into a place that sells plants at all i have to leave with a plant like walmart home depot safeway every single place it's like a thing yeah. i'm real i spend i spend a lot of money on plants yeah, you're definitely you you're definitely a plant witch. Yeah, yeah. I, I do. I love gardening and plants and all that shit. So like, if you gotta if you gotta clip it and you know it's safe, then you can use it. Yeah. But yeah. also, again, make sure it's safe. Um, you don't need to. You don't 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 irritate. It. Like if you got asthma, which you know I, I yeah. had a mild case when I was younger. Um. Um. You know, you got to be careful with that stuff. If if you have an allergy or pets or whatever, and and they have a sensitivity, be, just be cautious of that. And then just like don't do those things. It's super simple. Whatever you think you need to use for a thing, there's probably like at least five other things that you can use. Absolutely, for it. smoke <laughs> cleansing is not the end all, be all. No, totally. Well, all. yeah, we got um, uh, like doubling back to water cleansing. But when I do rituals, sometimes I use... Oh, I always light an incense. And sometimes I use the the um, smoke cleansing thing that I have. Uh, wad is probably the best word. Uh, even though it's the sure. grossest word. Sure. Uh, but, like, when I do uh, some stuff, I also use... I got a... Um, beep, beep, boop. I got, like, a... What are these called? Like, cleansing sprays. Yeah, so it's With just one of like the tarot decks a, that I kick-started. aerosolized spray. Yeah. And actually, we've got plans to start making We're actually going to start manufacturing cleansing sprays with, um, with like, uh, extracts that we make um, and, and, like, emulsified into water in order for it to be sprayed through a thing. Um, yeah. But, but I, I mean, honestly, like... If you can't do smoke even cleansing, smoke, like you and can you can't do water cleansing. Your hair with smoke. Let me tell you what. <laughs> ah, dude, my hair is always a little bit nicer after, like, several days of campfires. Oh, yeah. 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 Or being near the beach, both sea air and, and like, yeah. like, smoky air help my hair for some yeah. unchristly reason. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> You've got weird hair. But I got weird hair, dude. Uh, so another form of cleansing that you can use, especially if you are not able to use light or smoke, is, or I'm sorry, uh, water or smoke, is light <laughs> cleansing. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, and, and that is essentially just leaving items out in the moonlight is probably the most common thing that people yeah. talk about. But you can also leave them in the sunlight yeah. if you want them to be charged with the 
energy of the sun. Again, make sure whatever you're leaving out there doesn't melt. Also, it doesn't Don't degrade. Certain, the candy pla bar. certain plastics degrade in the sunlight. Um, but uh, sun cleansing actually cleans things. Ultraviolet light destroys bacteria and shit with yeah. the right amount of time. I don't assume that everything's perfectly sanitary, but like you can do a lot of cleaning. I do uh, an incredibly large amount of sun cleansing. I use the the sunlight yeah. to clean all sorts of things. Um, Both magically as well as practically. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, yes. Um, but yeah, definitely. So like, it. yeah, use light. Get, uh, you know, uh, shine stuff in a candle. I have a bloody special lamp next that's got a bunch of dangly bits uh, next to my area of the altar. And I will often hold a card under the lamp. One, in order for me to read it. But two, in order for it to sort of be like a little bit fancier feeling. So, I mean, do that kind of <laughs> stuff, right? Like, do whatever. Okay, we're back at it again. Uh, what's next? Visualization. No. I have no problem with that. <laughs> yes. <I'm> sorry. So... <laughs> It was too easy. So visualization is the last type of cleansing protective magic that we're going to talk about tonight. And, um, and there's, well, just of the cleansing side of things, we still have a whole nother section, but, um, you can do a lot of different types of visualization. This one is really very, very customizable to what it is that you want to do. Yeah. Uh, some popular ways to visualize and cleanse things is aura cleansing, uh, Reiki and, and chakra cleansing. Yeah. And I, I am not as well versed in all of them, but I am well versed in the art of visualization as well as a few of those ones that I named. Yeah. Uh, and really it's just using the power of intention and the power of your mind to direct the energy in such a way where it cleanses the object or person or place without having to have or having a minimum of other types of physical aids. Yeah, yeah. I definitely understand the cleansing power of seeing shit that ain't there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's not. That's that's. Yeah. That's Lately, I've been working term. on doing a lot of chakra cleansing, and uh, I found it to be very helpful for me to um, just sort of like get more in the moment, and it helps me with meditation as well as to kind of like figure out how to heal old wounds and move forward with you know my path in life. Yeah. Um, but you can really use visualization for pretty much any of these um, or all of these as well as any of these cleansing things can certainly be paired with other types of cleansing as yeah. well as some of the objects. Yeah, you can like visualize while you're watering stuff or something. Um, yeah, I use, <laughs> I, well, the reason why I, I meant just like washing stuff with water because I saw the water under cleansing, but, but um, visualization can also be like, like if you designed a sigil, Think about it often. Yeah, oh, she's playing with the light, guys. There you go. Whoops. All, all the, all the audio people got no understanding what's happening. All the visual people. I just uh, saw pressed the button and on. my ring light turned on. Yeah, it's the ring light on button. Who the fuck? <laughs> Uh, same button that's always been there. Just fidgeting. Yeah, uh, Just fidgeting. that's fine. I get it. Uh, but uh, no, yeah, visualization can be from anything from like like uh, high level practices like aura and, and reiki and and, and chakra uh visualizations and stuff like that to sigil visualization to meditative visualization 
um, shielding. Yeah, as shielding, well. or or just sort of like like overlaying the visualizations that you want pr to practice or need to practice. Yeah. Um, uh, like within the reality that you perceive. Absolutely. Right? Um, which is really like sort of my connection with visualization is that like, is like, first of all, I'm fairly, fairly neurotic about everything lining up, um, all the time. And, uh, but also like when I water the garden, I don't, you know, like I, I add visualization to it and I would almost go so far as to say that, um, uh, like when I'm driving, uh, well not when I'm driving, but when I'm the passenger and you're driving, like when I'm in a car <laughs> and say, not having I'm to pay attention. Yeah, I'm, I don't drive. I'm not driving. I do drive. I just don't want to. It sounds awful. Um, so I try not to, but like, uh, when you're driving, I will often like, like find patterns in the trees. Rune work is great for pattern finding and pattern centric people. And, uh, so I like find patterns in trees and, and like that kind of a thing to act as like sort of active visualization. Yeah. So that's, that's, uh, for me, visualization is like a large part of things. I generally use visualization to move into a meditative state. And then once I'm meditating, I also use visualization to sort of affirm the things what with I'm meditating a boot yeah. before or in that direction they're up and they're in. Yeah, I so, often do the same thing. Yeah, 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 you know? Yeah, well, that is a perfect segue to the next section, which is about protective barriers. Uh, and some of this is physical and some of this is uh, is mental, is visual. Yeah, I'm always visual. double rat, bros. Yeah. Uh <laughs> she said, yeah, no, don't do no, that. Don't it's do a that. lie. Don't do that. I think that was a I joke said, yeah, in the before 80s. I, before it even like processed. fully processed what you were saying. Yeah, it's fine. So um, the first kind of protective barrier we're going to talk about is psychic shielding, which is very much visualization. Okay, you're going to want to get like a five millimeter thick piece of aluminum. You're going to want to wrinkle that into a hat. No! <laughs> Protect Shut you from down. the psychic beast. Shut Don't trust the CIA. Shut they know they can read no. your, your mind no. beams. No, no, this is not tinfoil hat time. So uh, basically to shield yourself psychically, you tinfoil. are surrounding yourself with a shield or like an aura. It could be a bubble. It could be a circle. It could be whatever yeah. it is that you want. Uh, and this can be an everyday practice or one that you do only once in a while. And essentially what you're doing is just visualizing that there is an impenetrable barrier in between between you and anything out there that yep. may want to um, be negative or cause you harm Think or even Star just Trek. in your day-to-day -day life. Star Trek shields. Uh, yeah. So they, in real they, life, it I... Exists. Um... It, you have to sometimes <laughs> recharge them. That's true. That's and true. sometimes when assholes are being assholes, that shit goes down real quick. But don't worry. Uh, you could just you just modulate your shield frequency. You get the fuck out of that location in space. <laughs> That's what that is. Yeah. So, Hashtag Star Trek is life, bro. Uh, Everything so I learned, I learned from Star Trek. Read that book. Real life, we live <laughs> like in act. Sonoma County in California, and we have some very dear friends that live in Lake County. Oh, that is uh, and we drive to them, and when we go drive to them to see them, we drive through. Uh, a particular state park. Uh, it's just the route that we take. And there's other routes, but that's the fastest 
an easiest one, so I'm going to keep Ugh. going there. Yeah. But to do so, we have to drive through this park, which is called Robert Louis Stevenson State Park. And that park is so so bad news bears it is so negative it is Dude, so it's a pretty evil haunted eye. park it's a very it's, haunted it's park. like i it's like have crazy haunted i have yeah. heard a lot of stories from people who have been there after dark just just talking I mean, about it dog gives me don't goosebumps. even drive through I there at fucking 12 noon that have, place is like a I little literally fucking creepy have goosebumps right now yeah i'm um, talking about it and every time we drive through there i put up the biggest most impenetrable, most impenetrable, like tank-like uh, psychic shield on not just myself, but also our us and our car and you know whatever it is that's happening that's getting us there. It is uh, something that is that you can do all the time, or it could be something that you do a little bit more uh, or less frequently. But I have found that putting up that shielding when we go through that particular park helps, as well as any other similarly negative uh, places. It definitely helps. Is this a, like a cute little puppy trying to help us out? Just, just getting involved. Just in stuff. getting involved in stuff. Are you yeah. trying to go, Hella? You just going underneath the table. <laughs> go, go into your under the table cave. We've got a husky, and she just like when she wants your love, she comes to. Yeah, comes she has to get no. She has no respect for like time or Zoom meetings or work, what you're doing. The frequency with which I'm in a meeting, and I'm just like, oh yeah, mute. Shut the fuck up. Get out of here. Unmute. Like. Yeah, 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 she's very sweet. Uh, she's the best. But when she wants loves from it's you, love 30, she bro. will not it's stop at the loves. Um, so that's psychic shielding, and that can be done in very, very simple ways. It does not take a lot of imagination to necessarily yeah, do. Definitely, but definitely. is very, very helpful to anyone who is sensitive to the energies around them. Yeah, and, um, and this can also be used for. This can also be used for like. If you're not comfortable on a boat and you need, but you need to feel comfortable on this boat, like, you know, you, you build that energy, build that barrier, build that intent yeah. to make yourself comfortable on that boat because you just don't like boats or the ocean or the river. Yeah, or build yourself that protective or, psychic or, or, barrier. Or, or, or whatever. Uh, you know, I mean, like, like two phase answer from me with regard to psychic shielding is is that one for me it's a very like situational thing right i'm not one to like uh, not try to experience 100 percent of the thing whatever that means right but like at the same time if you're in a situation man and somebody's just like like not bringing some good news bears or you got or you're in a location that's like a little squirrely Dan or whatever. There's a lot of references. This is just how I talk. I'm sorry. Um, but like just, just square up. Get it. Just shut it out. Don't let that shit affect you. Whatever. But at the on the other side of this, and, and I talk about this endlessly. Um, ask her. She knows. Um, <laughs> is like the white hot cleansing rage of confidence. And I don't mean like... <coughs> Real confidence. I mean, just like fake it till you make it, smile at the sun with your eyes wide kind of confidence, right? Just like blind confidence, blind, white, hot fucking confidence. Let me tell you what, that insulates you from like a lot of shit. Uh, yeah. So, and then and, and you well know this, you know, we've done a ton of traveling uh, together, but you, uh, it's just like fucking just do it. Just go, just be 100% in the moment. 
white hot protection with confidence move through life it fucking works guys i know it sounds crazy but it definitely does and uh or at least it does for me and uh like that's that's the same thing as much as i don't like necessarily make the categorizical effort to call it a psychic barrier i mean that's clearly what it is when you think about it from sort of like a metaphysical standpoint right is that is that you know the the uh, you know a, a taller posture and and uh and a stronger gait and um you know like a very focused intentive gaze and 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 set to the face and the jawline and things like that and you do that and and not you know it's it's the superman pose right if you're feeling blue literally stand in the light with your hands on your hips staring up smiling you don't have to feel like you should be smiling just smile just bloody fake it do that for like five minutes ten minutes you're gonna feel better afterwards hard facts science facts but like it's that blind white hot confidence psychic barrier for all psychic barriers <laughs> let me tell you what dude it works that's certainly one way to look at it white hot confidence so um another protective barrier that's more physical is uh, the practice of veiling and this is uh, very popular with witches or just regular persons who Ladies align right themselves married. Uh, probably, uh, but this is it's not a, that. That's this a completely is, is different thing. That. that has no, di um, no relation. But this is popular with witches or just people in general who align themselves with uh, spoon theory, which uh, the basic of spoon theory is is you are a, uh, a vessel, and uh, every everything that you have to do takes a spoonful of energy away from you. So, you know, you encounter someone who is negative, and that takes three spoons you have a rough day at work that takes five spoons you know you get cut off in traffic that takes another spoon hmm. you uh you know you have these things that happen to you and they empty your vessel of energy and you just end up not having energy uh, and this is um something I've literally never heard of this this is incredibly oh, it's, fascinating it's super neat it's, it's really theory? cool okay it's really cool i was um, just like sometimes you're a big spoon sometimes you're a little spoon sometimes you're the glute between the two spoons sometimes you're both spoons maybe sometimes you're by yourself sometimes you're both spoons <laughs> So yeah, spoon theory. Um, it's it's very popular. Is that with like five chili dogs who... at twelve o'clock at night? Is that what what it means <laughs> no, to be both is, spoons? Because I feel like two spoons. <laughs> I'm eating chili dogs at bloody midnight. <laughs> Something like that. That doesn't even make sense. Oh yeah, it does. <laughs> He's not like a fat guy. This is, a, this is fat guy logic, guys. Hey, fat guys out there. Sometimes you feel like two spoons. Sometimes you feel like five spoons. I'm just putting it out there. It's not like sometimes you feel like a nut. So um, the, the like so so the people who practice veiling and who um, align themselves with spoon theory sometimes they call themselves spoonies. Some people do not like being called spoonies. Um, spoonies. Yeah, yeah. So um, the practice of veiling, which is on literally that, wearing a physical veil or head wrap, is really the most common and socially like acceptable. Up in the veil. hair or like down over the face of veil. Uh, primarily up over the hair, but some people do wear it over their face as well. Huh. Um, I don't know this, any of this is to um, protect and preserve the the vessel, the, the liquid within their vessel. So this is uh, a lot of people who have um, hmm. who have. Uh, you know, like lifelong diseases or um, 
you know, they like utilize genetic this. conditions. Yeah, or people who conditions. are sure, empaths, sure. other people perhaps with disabilities. It seems to be very popular with them. Um, however, that does not mean that that is the only people who do those, or only those people do that type of magic. It is by no means to categorize anyone and put certainly, a label on certainly, them. Certainly, certainly, certainly. Uh, but based if on if you do spoon stuff, let me know about your spoon stuff. This is very interesting. I'm quite interested in this. I've never heard of this before. Like and literally I am familiar at all, which with is, it, which is but crazy I am, uh, I am not a practitioner of spoon this. theory, although I have definitely, uh, I definitely do things that align with spoon theory in its own way. I wear a lot of jewelry, and for me, it is a protective in nature and helps to Do you consider yourself a things. spork theorist, then? That's funny. That, I'll that. give you that dad yeah. joke. I will give you that dad joke. Welcome for that yeah. shit. So um, if you're interested in, in <laughs> veiling, uh, definitely look into spoon theory. It's pretty fascinating. There is not a whole lot of information out there about it. It is a relatively newer thing to be doing. Um, hmm. But it is pretty cool. And um, I definitely love to uh, poke poke at somebody's brain, um, you know, when they, if they uh, are listening, that if they are. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. If you do I'd the spoons, if you do the spoon stuff, um, like, like reach out, man, and let us know. Cause this is, this is super interesting. I would, I would like to learn about this. Cause this, this, you're a vessel with a set amount of spoonfuls concept is necessarily in my mind. So, you know, take that with a grain of salt and a shot of penicillin. But in my mind, it's necessarily similar to certain forms of Buddhism, yeah. where within or, or or other sort of like like there's also like dharmic practices and such like this, where where within you have like a set number of heartbeats. Yeah. Or you have a set number of potential actions or, or breaths a, or breaths or a set number of decisions, mm -hmm. which is why some people live like lower decision quotient lives and things yeah uh, and that's very interesting i for me i have no like western or modern knowledge on this all of my knowledge on a limited vessel style interpretations of like personal realities um or faiths or practices um generally revolve around eastern practices because yeah. that's what i grew up studying um, a lot of, so I would certainly be interested if you are a spooner or spoony or person what with practices spoon based stuff, uh, reach out, let, like, let us know what you do. I'm, I'm quite interested to have a conversation. Um, you know, that you doesn't reach... necessarily have to be on this podcast. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Just reach out. FYI. Like, real talk. If you're interested and you're like willing to. To have a conversation, like hit, hit me up on social media. I'm literally at Nerd Jive everywhere. We'll set up like a bloody Zoom meeting. We can just hang out and talk. I I'm like legitimately interested in learning more about this from a Western modern standpoint, uh, just because it's it's very similar but considerably different enough that I honestly and legitimately have like real ass questions. So yeah, yeah please, uh, please reach out. I'm, I'm yeah. quite interested to learn. Yeah, now the last item in protective barriers is probably the most common thing that, the most common question that I get as um, someone who's been practicing, a practicing witch for, you know, like 30-ish years is uh, casting a circle. Mm -hmm. uh, so casting a circle is commonly done before starting any magical work to prevent unfriendly or unwanted entities and energies from entering your space or participating in your workings. Uh, casting a circle 
is different for a lot of people. I have sort of two ways that I cast a circle and one way is a simple one and then the other way is like the full Sabbath ritual way and you got yeah. all of your all you of your got words and you got movements <laughs> and you got flashing lights and may or may not you got some kind of spoon or something no 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 um I but so she does so, it I, I, i'm not so part the of that full ca- yeah i i i she does that part i, I am generally drinking so yeah so when i first started out um, wanting to learn more about witchcraft beyond what abilities I had already sort of figured out and been lent myself um, in real life. All that was really available were books on Wicca. And that is not to hate on Wicca, but that's all that there really was back in the um, early 90s. Yeah, uh, and, I've read most of them. I get yeah. it, dude. Uh, yeah, but there early were a few other Wicca. things and they were, and they're very, and they're very tied to the elements and honoring your, and honoring the um the god and the goddess so the full casting of the circle that i do for rituals involves not only visualizing a protective barrier so that unwanted energies and entities cannot enter um but also to invite the um the elements and the elemental powers to join as well as the gods and goddesses so that would be earth and air uh, earth which is air that is water which is west north which is earth south which which is fire and i also typically invite I think, the so, I think some god crazy and goddess okay. no i just i i said them in a very weird way and i don't even know why i did that uh, <laughs> but also like the 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 god and goddess or mother and father which is also sort of ties into ancestors as well as other uh miscellaneous spirits because mm-hmm. there are some spirits who are not your ancestors and who are not associated with elemental powers um, and maybe have never even held a corporeal form that are positive to you or in many ways. So that is a full casting of the circle. Mm. And for many, many years, I did that every single time I did a, a big magical working, a capital M magical working. I don't want to say ritual because not all of them are rituals. Um, and, uh, and over time, I have become more confident in my abilities um both as a witch but also in the entities and spirits that i work with that i do not cast a circle every time and that may be like shocking exclamation point to people or even horrifying exclamation point to people um but uh but i um i don't have a problem with it so at this point i typically don't cast a circle unless uh uh, unless I am really doing like a big, you know, working or something like that. And that's usually when we have a bunch of people around and stuff like that. Um, well, when, when, we're, when we're doing like a full ass blot uh, ritual, what what the fuck do you call those? Sabbath. Sabbaths. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> different practices, different terms. And sometimes I forget the, the other ones. Uh, but Sabbath, when we do like a blot or a Sabbath, you know, that's the, the part of that is, is the, is the pomp and, 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 you know, verisimilitude of it all. So, so uh, it's, it's, it's involving, it's informative, but also, I mean, it's, it's the same thing. Like, um, uh, like when I do the hammer, right, similar to the circle to cast functionally the same thing, if you really want to break it down and think about it. Um, that's primarily for times when I'm involving, 
like elves or dwarves or outgarths or yeah. or fae or or um, you know like nature spirits or or something like that, where it's like you're sort of like openly inviting people into your space to celebrate something bigger than you. Um, well, I would, and inviting I would say, entities that wouldn't normally be there. Or totally, totally. when there's people that wouldn't normally be there. And that's primarily when and why I do it. Yeah, 100%. Is, is 100% not for me and not for you and I, but for, you know, our friends and family who maybe they don't practice at all or they only practice a little bit and yeah. they haven't quite honed as much intuition and intention with their visualization practices. I don't want anything bad coming and yeah. attaching onto Well, them. or if we're doing a blot i mean there are there are some blots that that um um are very like we're just we're a we're inviting outgarths and elves and and yeah and yeah. and you know uh like nature spirits and we're it's it's fucking party central let's do this yeah you know so you want to like be like safe or, and whatever uh for me it's sort of i have the same thing i, I kind of have i have the like uh, the everyday use uh, casting a yeah, circle, yeah. which for me is less like um, drawing a circle and more like, um, honestly, more like an EMP that makes me sound like a fucking nerd. But uh, <laughs> it's like a pulse and less like, less like a circle. Um, but that's because I... I my brain is just like a circle's only two dimensional, motherfucker. You need three dimensions. Um, yeah. So I I have to visualize it in a <laughs> spherical yeah. or or technically like, um, you know, sort of non-spherical human egg shape sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and that's just a like a sort of like a thought in the head. Uh, like visualize the pulse and what you plan on doing, like sort of build intent in you, like filling a capacitor and then like release it in the form of closing a certain dumping the entire voltage of that capacitor in the form of a pulse. Um, what with clears the area and gives you time uh, to perform the thing that you need to perform. Uh, um, and then you're done with what you're doing. You're done with that state of openness or that state of insecurity, uh, natural insecurity, uh, bef before the waveform of the pulse collapses back in on you insofar as anything can reach you uh, logically. Uh, and then the other form is like what you were saying with like the big capital M magic, capital R ritual style. And that's where I do a proper hammer right, which mm -hmm. is where, uh, you know, I, I, I use Mjolnir and I summon the protection of Odin uh, um, and Thor and, um, um, oh my gods, that's awful. <laughs> Well, but it, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. my brain just totally and, failed and me. Back in the, and and back in the day, I used to, you know, I used to get four candles plus, and I would have oh. one at north and one at east. Remember and one those south days? And one at west, oh, I and did I would the same sit thing. Sit in the middle of the candle circle, and honestly, it was very nerve wracking. I was always very afraid that whatever candle Dude, was behind me was going to light me on fire. I had brass um, bowls for each element. <laughs> Right, so I'd have a bowl with water yeah. and a bowl with some, like, soil I gathered that day and, like, a bowl with, uh, like, burning wood. 
Yeah. Right? And a bowl with, like, incense cones or yeah. whatever in it. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I used to do the whole bloody yeah. kitchen. So I caboodle. used to do that, and there's nothing at all wrong with that. Oh, it's no, it's super gangster when you do it. It's, it's so nice. It's very dramatic, and it feels very magical. So if that's something that you want to yeah. do in that your practice... It's negatively dramatic. It's just, like, way more drama than I'm doing nowadays. Oh, yeah. I mean, dramatic, not in a bad way. Yeah. Um, it's very, it's very, like cool feeling you definitely, oh it's gangster you definitely it's feel quite very gangster, yeah. very very badass when yeah. you're doing it and if that's what you want to do absolutely totally go for it be safe with rock it. that shit yes. just be safe um but if you are not that particular type of person or you don't want to do that all the time feel free to shorten that uh into another uh simpler type of circle cast yeah definitely definitely let's go to spells all right, spell time. So, speaking of casting a circle, that's our first spell. Um, and, and, but we're just talking about a nice, simple casting of the circle. So yeah. this is not a full big thing. We will do another one this of those. This is a non-denominational circle. This is what you call one of them... Uh, yeah, this is a simple, this is a quick casting a circle. You could also circle. use this method for creating a psychic shield if you would like some assistance with that. So we're going to call this one casting a simple protective circle. Yeah. Uh, so first things first, like every spell, clear your mind. And um, once and your mind following. is clear, visualize a circle of bright white light or fire surrounding your body. And this can be enveloping your entire body or literally just like a circle on the ground, whatever floats your boat and makes you happy. Uh, and once you have visualized this, <coughs> this light, this fire, whatever it is, uh, in, encapsulating you, say... This circle protects me from anything that would bring me harm. And you don't have to say it out loud. You can say it in your head. Uh, but go ahead and do that. And once you have... Uh, go ahead and repeat that, too, if you feel that that's necessary. Uh, it may not always be necessary, but sometimes you may find it to be. And once you feel that that has done its job and that area is sufficiently protected, expand your circle to include your home or your room or your magical working space or your immediate area. When we're doing a full ritual, we expand it to we expand it from just you personally to this group of people that are standing here to this whole to our whole land that our house is on and invite people to imagine essentially the same thing um, but with their house not our house um although our house is a bonus um so once you uh so so once you've done it yourself now expand it to include the area that you are in that you want to protect and then say this circle protects my whatever it is, area that you're protecting, you know, your home or the circle protects my room, the circle protects my space, this circle protects the area around me, whatever makes sense. Um, so this circle protects my blank and all within it from harm. Because it's not just you that you're trying to protect or the physical place that you're in, but also all of the things that inhabit this space. You're also protecting your animals or any other people that you may live with or people that may be around uh, and protecting them from harm. And again, Again, uh, go ahead and repeat that as much as you need to and continue with that visualization. And if you want to expand it one more time to go even bigger, uh, go ahead. You, there's really no limit here. And uh, this is the type of casting a circle that you do not need to 
release with a more uh, traditional casting of a circle where you have your elements and you're inviting things. You usually want to release them from that space because otherwise they're kind of sort of stuck there uh, in a way. Uh, but this one doesn't really do that because this one doesn't invite any of those entities. And again, we will share a spell that has the whole thing. Yeah, this is a uh, non-invocational circle. circle. And again, we will share a more invocational uh, ritual-type circle at a later date. Don't know when that's going to be exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah but... we'll definitely go into it, because I have the ritual written for, for uh, like, Thor-specific Hammerite, and also the, like, Thor, Himdal, like, Odin, full yeah. Monty. So we're probably you know, going to do a so... whole Oh, we're going to do a whole thing on just on fucking circles, dog. Yeah. So um, this is a great intro to casting a circle <laughs> for those of you who aren't sure how to do it or even what it is or how to work with it, or for those of you that are already doing it and just want to try something new or see what somebody else is doing. I yeah. highly recommend this. Um, and if you're doing this as a psychic shield, uh, you're basically essentially doing the same thing, but rather than making it a circle and protecting your land or whatever, it's protecting whatever it is that you're moving about in. The key to a psychic shield is that it is following you around, but perhaps maybe you're in a car moving at high speeds, driving on a, on a mountain road that's super windy in a very haunted forest that somehow for some reason wants you to drive off of a cliff. Uh, but I digress. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, that yeah, so that is the number one spell. Now, number two, is um, another crafting spell. Y'all know how, how much I love those. Uh, and we're going to talk about protection jars. So uh, if you are not familiar with jar spells, this is a pretty simple jar spell. And you can do this for a sachet as Jar well. spell TLDR. Acquired jar. Put spell in. <laughs> That's basically what it is. Yeah. You can spell um, in a jar, guys. Yeah, you can put the you can put your spell in a jar. Step one, put your spell in a jar. Yeah. Well, um, step one, cut a hole in a jar. Yeah. <laughs> step one is cleaning the jar. Yeah. Step one uh, is cleaning the jar. Step two is put your junk in that jar. No, step, step three two is making open is that getting jar. the label off of the jar. Fucking Jesus, yeah. <laughs> and for those of you that are uh, listening to this when it first comes out, uh, I am working on a, a little TikTok video about how I like to clean labels off of jars because oh boy, do I clean a lot of labels off of a lot of jars. Could we save like every fucking jar? It's awful. Yeah, I is. save jars that I don't even I know. Would I, I would like to say that it's awful insofar as it takes up a fucking shitload of space it and sure time. Does. But it's not awful insofar as we literally are always like, I got I got this thing that's open and I got to put it in something that's got a lid. And we're just like, well, fucking put aluminum foil on it. We don't got enough fucking jars. Yeah. It's a shit show. We need more jars is what I'm saying. No, What's we up, have Ball? a ton of jars. We Look have us so up. Many Sponsor jars. us. Oh my god, I would love to be sponsored by Ball. Ball. Yeah. <laughs> we have so many of their jars. God damn it. Um, as well as, what is it? Uh, Safeway Signature Select Pasta Sauce. That is. Those fucking jars! We got so many of those jars! And Underberg. Listen, we're not sponsored by any of these people. We're saying this because these are the kind of jars we use. In fact, my, like, live active jar spell is a fucking Underberg bottle yeah. that's got, like, eight tons of fucking wax covering it. So, yeah. Yeah. like, yeah. Dude, They're seriously, all kind of jars. It could be a big jar. It could be a very tiny jar. If you don't know what Underberg is, look it up. Educate yourself. It's life changer. I'm a, I'm a pro bitters 
person because I'm old timey. Oh yeah. But um, yeah. The, it's like a very very tiny. It's like, it holds like one ounce. It's like a tiny tiny bottle. It's very. It's like a very it's tiny very bottle. They're so yeah. cool. I love them. So um, get your jar. And if you don't want to use a jar, you can use a sachet. And yep. a sachet can be done in in a few different ways. You can create the small fabric pocket yourself, mm -hmm. uh, or you can purchase those little pre-made drawstring bags, yep. or you can use a sock if you really want to. Yep. That's another cool way to do it, or any other variety of things. Uh, yeah, and certainly. if you want it to be burnt, because... It can be leather. It can oh, be, yeah, it can be animal leather. products. Yeah. If you're cool with it being animal products, uh, if you're not, like, again, that's fine. Yeah. Don't do it. I mean, It you can, can also be, like, a wooden box yeah. uh let me tell you what those uh bloody michael's uh oh, those, tiny wooden uh, boxes yeah those like great. like like super like yeah soft I, you birch can boxes. use like uh like an altoids tin or a tiktok box a tiktok a tic tac pa box uh papers lunch bag i don't even know if they make those anymore i'm again old yeah but like it, a paper uh, lunch bag is like real talk like the original gangster burn magic thing absolutely for me. yeah like my that was that was my younger days was like put shit in bag roll bag up burn yeah um yeah so if you magic. want to burn so, it, you can certainly do that again practice proper fire, fire safety safe. um but if you don't have a paper lunch bag you can also put it into you know if you've just got like a big square of paper uh or even a paper bag oh yeah like it parchment and then you or... can just sort of like fold it into yeah. it if you can make an origami that. bag yeah I was never good at that, but I know a bunch of kids that used to do that. Yeah, you can do any. You, you could even use tin foil if you really wanted to. Don't don't burn tin foil, but um, you can do so much stuff with a protection jar. So like a spell. tin foil protection jar spell for your head. <laughs> Hashtag don't let the CIA read your mind. <laughs> I don't believe any of this. I'm sorry. It's just it's oh, too perfect oh for gosh. what we're okay. talking about. Okay. I wish I had thought about that before. I would have brought a tin foil hat to the party. Oh, I'm so glad that I. Didn't we have enough tinfoil, maybe. We, we don't have enough tinfoil. Oh well, that's that. a lie. The survey <laughs> survey says that's a lie. So yeah, continue. But um, that was a good callback. <laughs> so uh, jar spells. So you can use. Uh, you don't have to use a jar. You can use literally anything. You can put stuff inside of like that. Um, and you want to fill it with any combination of items from the correspondence list, which we will go over when we are done talking about the spell. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And once you have put the things into the jar, you usually will have uh, sort of like an empty space within the jar, and that's certainly not a bad thing. Um, but it's you know not necessarily a good thing either. It's whatever it is that you feel it is. Some people like to have a lot of empty space in a jar. Some people don't. Uh, and the larger jar you have, obviously, the more stuff you would need to put in there so you know that is uh, certainly a thing but that does not mean that you have to fill a giant quart jar full of herbs and and doodads and whatnot yeah but so once you you generally have a larger jar than i with yeah. regard to jar spells and such yeah uh and and that's honestly has nothing to do with nothing it's just that like like the smaller jar size allows me to decorate it. Yeah, and I want to see what's inside the jar too because yeah, I usually I don't, add, I don't need to see what's in it. Well, so. I usually add colored glitter 
uh, that like aligns with the shit. color yeah. magic of my totally, spell, totally, totally, totally. Uh, but also to make it pretty because yeah. who doesn't like glitter? Um, and Me, I don't like glitter. <laughs> glitter is the herpes of the no, craft world. Fantastic. It's a fucking nightmare. Uh, it so gets everywhere and it stays forever. If you like, you can fill the remaining space of the jar uh, with uh, blessed water or another liquid with personal significance. Yeah. And that's a very broad way to say... Blessed water doesn't mean that you need to already have that blessed water. You can acquire water and then yeah. bless it and then put it in the jar. Yeah, you could yeah. also use like moon water or, you know, something like that. You could use sun storm water, water sun storm water. water. Yeah. You could um, you could use urine. That is a, a very common item for protection jars of old times and other types you can of do that. bodily fluids. Do not hurt yourself. <laughs> no judgment. Don't get sick. Yeah, don't get sick. Don't make and, shit weird and gross. Uh, don't get a like, don't But get like, no infection. judgment. I'm not going to hate if that's what you want to do. Yeah. You can also fill it with um, honey or sugar water, or you can fill it with vinegar. You can fill a spell jar with oil. Really, if you if your favorite thing is whatever kind of drink, like if your favorite thing is Coca-Cola, and this is a spell jar protecting you, fill it with Coca-Cola. I don't care. De-gas I mean, don't actually first. fill it with Coca-Cola because it's fizzy. Figure that out first. Degas it. But um, you get the idea. Quick scientific aside. Put it in a put it in a glass. Pour it between two glasses. Back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Degas that soda. Now it's safe. That's how you degas things. Yeah. We're going to so, hurry and do it. If you I like, you often. can fill your jar with any kind of liquid you want. Although yeah. it is certainly not necessary or required. Also, your jar doesn't technically need to be filled. Yeah. Even though that's generally the the like conceptual understanding, it doesn't have to be. If 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 you put all your stuff in the jar and it's like half full, then that's fine. Like who cares? Yeah. And once you have your jar full the to your liking, half is the potential outcomes of the jar spell. Yeah. Filled or with is air, which brings thoughts into reality. Yeah, bro. Uh, so once you fill your jar to the fullness of your liking, uh, now you're going to want to charge it by now. <laughs> visualizing now. the protection that you want it to give. Uh, and that's kind of a weird, vague thing to say. But if you want it to <laughs> protect you visualize the protection it's giving you visualize that 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 personal shield visualize yourself avoiding situations where there would be harm picture yourself happy and healthy and thriving you know if it's if it's for your house you know picture your house standing for forever and withstanding storms or earthquakes or whatever the thing is you know picture picture those things visualize and share intent into those things yeah and uh you know whatever the thing is just continue with that our pigeons are jazz 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 what are you doing Okay, whatever. She's just going to do that. So we have two pigeons uh, as pets in addition to our other pets inside of the house. Yeah. House pigeons. House pigeons. They're they're Al and Jazz. And Jazz likes to do what I call a workout where she stands. She does pigeon calisthenics. Yeah. She hangs at the edge of a thing and instead of falling over, flaps her wings to stay up on it. It's very crazy. Um, Al does not do it. Yeah. There's more than enough space for her to fly around. 
she does it just uh, honest to gods for shits and gigs. I, she, I think yeah. it's just like a fun thing that she likes to do while Al is resting in front of the mirror, staring longingly into himself. Because <laughs> pigeons are fucking weird animals. They're so fun and they're so weird. And they tend to want to do this stuff like all of our animals when we're in the middle of a video. Yeah. Uh, especially if you watch us on you YouTube, know you know that that's a thing that you happens. Know what, you know what? Pets hate YouTubers, apparently. <laughs> They are up in our business. Dude, the frequency yeah. with which I have to edit that shit out is so high. Yeah. Anyway, um, visualize the protection that you want this jar or other sachet type thing to uh, to to give you. Protect. Yeah, to, to protect. Yeah. And these types of spells are usually a slower releasing spell um, because it's not like you need protection for only this week, you know, and never again. You usually yeah. want it to be a longer term sort of thing so these are a slower releasing spell and again these things are not meant to replace safety precautions well, if you make a jar cell spell to protect your house and i mean we live in california so wildfires are a thing and a wildfire burns your house down it's not because your protection jar didn't work <laughs> yeah well, uh you know or if you have a protection jar for yourself and you have some sort of accident and you break a bone that's not because your protection jar didn't work however these jars do ward off some of that negative stuff. It's not just because bad things happen doesn't mean that you have some sort of curse or some sort of hex or anything yeah, like that. Sometimes and reality eventually just does bad things, the magic but... of this parcel, this jar, whatever the thing is, will run out. Whether you have burnt it or it's in a jar or it's hidden somewhere or whatever the thing is, uh, and you can either make a new protection jar or you can charge this jar again to renew the spell. That choice is really up to you. Yes. Some people like to break down their jars and uh, reuse or throw away those components so they can use the jar again. And if you want to do that, go ahead. Just just, just be safe when you are opening that stuff. Well, it's just like a sigil. It it's properly. just like a sigil. It's like anything. If you want it to last, do it so it lasts. If you, if, if you expect it to have some sort of temporal constraint, um, then make sure that it you are handling it in and disposing in it of a um, you know moral manner. So like if you're gonna do uh, some sort of a jar spell, but you want to bury it in your front yard or <clears throat> something like that, um, put it in, make it out of biodegradable and like plant and nature safe stuff. And then put it in a container mm -hmm. or jar, quotes, that is, like, biodegradable and nature safe. Um, hashtag, like, toilet paper rolls full of herbs. Yeah, toilet equals paper rolls. Equals best buried jars. Using I'm leaves. just gonna, I'm gonna put yeah. that the fuck out there. Uh, <clears throat> but, like, also, my Underberg bottle bloody jar thing uh, spell... It has been covered, like, sealed with wax, but the wax is always an active candle that I use and has been that way for the better part of, like, a fucking year and a half. Oh, it's probably closer to two years. Yeah, ago. seriously. Uh, yeah, you know? and that's so, a jar spell that you essentially continuously renew and renew and exactly, renew and renew. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Even if maybe 100% of the tent of the original jar spell has been lost on me because of forgetfulness, but that's fine. I remember what it's for. I don't know what's uh, happening. I just, listen... It's got candles on. 
music, music with very Vox witchy. In. Yeah. So got a lot of active um, spells. It's hard to keep track of all. Yeah. Of them. So that's a basic jar spell, and really you can kind of do this sort of thing with anything, but this one is specifically geared towards protection. Yeah. So okay, last best longest, but we're not we're not we're not going to give you all of this in the podcast. I'm sorry, and I would love to, but we don't have eight million hours. I have to fucking edit this still. Yeah. And technically yeah. finish my dinner because I'm like less than halfway through. Yeah. Oh. So, correspondences. So, correspondences. We're going to start with colors. Yeah. So, colors that are associated with protection. Um, it's primarily black <laughs> and white because white is sort of an all-purpose thing. Uh, but light blue and pink are also associated with uh, protection. I imagine that's maybe one of the reasons why those colors were given to babies. Um, as specific genders in their clothing and whatnot. Babies but... stealing our colors, man. That's right. So I use, light bl- <laughs> I use light blue and pink all the time and stuff. That's right. So black, light blue, uh, pink, and white are very common colors for um, protection magic. And uh, animals. So we've got uh, armadillo. <laughs> armadillo. <laughs> I was going to say that. Armadillo. I don't know how that was. I don't know how that word was trying to come out of my mouth. Yes. Uh, bears. Yeah. Boars. Yep. Cats and dogs. Uh, dragons are also very commonly associated with protection in certain Check it on your pet dragons. They know shit. That's right. Uh, ravens and roosters, uh, as well as uh, turtles and wolves. Yeah. Uh, there are other animals as well. I we have certainly like half of those animals. Yeah, this is certainly not an yeah. exhaustive list. Yeah. Real talk, um, though, roosters will warn you when some shit's on your property ain't supposed to motherfucking be there. Let me tell you what. That's Roos- right. Rooster secrets. So, yeah, uh, roosters definitely will. Yeah. So, um, herbs. There are a ton. Herbs. A ton of herbs. Like, how, how many herbs would you say are in this list here? Like, a hundred herbs. There's so many herbs. There's so so many I am herbs. certainly not going to name all we're of not, these. We're not naming all of these. Uh, I am gonna. I'm gonna uh, throw out some names of what I think are the most common. So a lot of these are a little bit more kitchen witchy. Um, that way you don't have to worry about mail order and getting weird esoteric herbs or whatever. So a lot of these are fairly common herbs. That I'm gonna name off. Um, <laughs> dimethyl. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, dimethylcodone. I don't even know if that's a real thing. Uh, acorns, aloe. Uh, basil, bay, which includes bay leaves, uh, carnations, cilantro, aka yep. coriander, uh, cinnamon. I mean, different part of the plant, but yes. Same, same plant, though. Sa- oh, uh, same plant. Sure, yeah, same plant. Whatever. Uh, cloves, clovers, moss of any type, and curry are. Um, <laughs> yeah, curry. Curry and the plate? Curry the spice. Curry the spice. Curry the herb. Curry. In my mind, it's like a curry plate, right? It's the it's the it's the it's the logical equivalent of like somebody pulling a cross from under their shirt in a vampire movie. Is yeah. there's like a va- there's like a vampire movie, well, but somebody's just like, how do you feel about this yellow curry? And he's like, <laughs> and they're like, this shit's delicious. You should have some of this. I get it, bro. So, Curry's the best. I an love curry. interesting thing of note is that uh, a lot of herbs that go into curry are associated with protection magic. So also, I think that that may be fun. part of it. And yeah. I'm not going to name a whole bunch of those right now, but those are definitely there. Uh, ivy and lavender. Yeah. Lettuce. Yes, the stuff that you eat. <laughs> Latouche. Uh, limes and onions and mint. Yep. are all associated with protection, as is uh, sandalwood, as well, and most trees, 
you know, trees are big and they're protective uh, in many yeah. ways. Yeah. Um, berries, a lot of them have like thorny plants. Those are associated with protection. And speaking of thorny pokey plants, um, basically any thorny pokey plant. It's your thistles, it's your cactus, it's your berries, it's all those things. Yeah. You ever throw a thistle at somebody? That shit's very protective. They don't want to attack you no more. <laughs> They just got attacked by a thistle. Yeah. Or, you yeah. know, have you ever walked into a field and there's just like a bunch of thistles and you're like, I don't yeah. want to move now, anymore. Now, pokey plants like that are more of an offensive type of protection magic. That is that is offense, not offense. Uh, <laughs> it can be both. <laughs> it can certainly be you both. Can, you can, you can make, uh, but you they can make def- them weird. It definitely make it weird. is uh, some of the things. So, um, again, this is a very long list. I did not list all of the things that are very specific to certain types of protection. Yeah. Uh, um, and there is a longer list that of these herbs. It'll be it'll be in, in the, the in the book shadows yeah, page. Yeah, in the book of shadows it'll page. It'll be in the book of shadows and page. And if you have this questions, this herbs list is fucking bananas. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at it and I'm reading shit. Some of these aren't even words. So some of these things I did I had to look up. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. Um, and if you have questions about a specific herb or um, something is not on the list, definitely um, shoot us a message. Yeah. Or if you're on YouTube, go ahead and put a comment with anything that you like to use that's a protection herb that is not on this list um and uh moving on uh we have deities so uh some deities that are associated with protection are apollo artemis uh bastet the dagda diana m panda uh it takes a lot of force to not say empanada there uh <laughs> horus tara Thor, uh, and other entities. Actually, there's a longer list of entities uh, in general that are associated with protection than there are deities because most deities are protective of people who are their patrons, right? So I worship yeah, it. I worship kind of thing. Aphrodite is one of the um, goddesses that I worship. And so I could call upon her as a deity to protect me. She is one of my patron gods. Yeah, totally, yeah. totally. So uh, there are gods what with have historical or practical connection with protection, but then there is also like gods you worship that you could potentially ask for help or protection in a situation. And there's a lot of other entities associated with protection as well. And this is a huge long list. I'm only going to hit a couple here. Um, So um, your ancestors are certainly someone that you can call upon for protection. Remember we were talking about heirlooms? Any sort of guardian angel or patron saint or deity that you use. Also the Landisir and the Landvictir. Um, the Lares and uh, Kobolds, as well as um, entities from other um, parts of the world, which I am not great at pronouncing, so I'm going to skip those. You can find those in the book of shadows. Uh, those are, I'm looking at some of these words I typed in, and I was like, ooh, boy, I knew how to pronounce this when I put it in here. Um <laughs> Uh, so all Language. of those can be called upon for protection, um, but not all of them need to be. And the last section is uh, miscellaneous. So crosses we've definitely talked about. Evil eye charms. Those are usually little blue beads that are sort of like have a pattern that's like an eye um, in them. Uh, there's even a there's even an emoji, guys. Um, the eye of Horus. The full moon is associated with protection magic. Uh, horseshoes, uh, pentacles, and other religious uh, symbols, as well as uh, shields. And uh, I saved the best for last. The most important 
for last, the most common for last, salt. Yeah, we've all watched Charmed, guys. We know how salt works. So, salt. We didn't even talk about it yet. This whole podcast. Um, salt can also be used for protection. We'll get there. It's it's, it's going to be... There's great. a lot that has to do with salt. There's so much. Yeah. Oh, my fucking and God. And you can use salt in a variety of ways. You can use it for cleansing. You can use it for purification. You can use it for protection. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that you can do with salt that are not even culinary. Yeah. So uh, we'll definitely be getting into those uh, in a deep dive episode in the hopefully near future. Yes. And uh, that is the correspondence list. Woo! All right, guys. So... This was an intro to protection magic insofar as this has been one of the longer podcasts that we've ever done. And I need to wrap this up rather quickly. I can see the time on the camera. So I have been John Norgrove. This has been Julie Norgrove. This has been the Horn. And Cauldron. Podcast. Yeah. And um, don't forget to like this video, comment below, share and subscribe. If you're on YouTube, if you're on a regular podcast thing, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast they come out every other week and uh leave us a a, a review um yeah if you it's gonna want help, to so. interact with us more check us out on our social media channels yep. you can find all of those by looking for either nerd jive or goddess jewels uh on facebook instagram and fucking TikTok. literally everywhere uh as well as you can also go to nerdjive.com slash links to find all of those yep. and there you can also find entrance uh, entrance info entrance info to our patreon uh <laughs> yeah you can find our patreon uh, if you want to support us in more of these sort of endeavors, yes, please do follow us on Patreon. Um, we do have a uh, podcast-specific tier called the Horn and Cauldron Coven, uh, where within you gain access to our Book of Shadows pages, which is a synopsis of all the things we've gone over, as well as the complete correspondence list I'm literally looking at this list and having to engineer how the fuck I'm going to figure that out on a single sheet of paper. We'll see what happens this time. Might be a three fucking pager. It's not important. It's not important. Anyway, as well as the complete write-up for both of the spells. So check that out. That Check that out and you'll gain access to our Discord where we talk about witchy stuff. Um, right now it's mostly in the form of gifts, but that's because whatever. We're millennials. Leave it alone. But anywho. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, this has been the Horn of Golden Podcast. Fucking stay magical. Stay magical, guys. Be cool to each other. Live life, Moss, and uh, like, like, be chill. Don't be disrespectful. Have have a <laughs> rock and roll life, guys. Just relax, man. It's all good. We'll make it. Cheers. Mm -hmm.